Hey guys, welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and I'm actually so hyped for this podcast. I'm not even joking. Like this guy, I've known him, I don't even know, maybe a couple of years, and he's a very, very close friend of mine. You guys might know him already from Physique Collective, but it's Matt Strong. So welcome, Matt. Are you the co-founder of Physique Collective? You're pretty much co-founder. One of four. One of four. It's me, Joe, obviously, your husband. Gareth and Christian, we all founded it together. So yeah, one, one of four. Sick. And he's also an online coach as well. And I actually remember the first time I met Matt was at BST. And I remember one of the first conversations you were talking about, you were talking about like certain books that you've read and like yeah, mindset yeah. stuff in relation to like your corporate life in the past. And I just remember thinking, this guy is cool. Like he's just like completely different and like complete outside I classed you as like someone outside of the bodybuilding industry at that time I just thought he's such a breath of fresh air and what you were talking about was just so relevant to me like in business and in competing as well so I think it's so cool like over the years obviously you left your job this year well last year so like congratulations I can finally I can finally announce it as of like two weeks ago I had to keep quiet for four months yeah I announced that but yeah, to see like like what people don't realize is a lot of the stuff that I talk about and the way I see things and view things, especially with my prep last year, was because of watching Matt Strong's stories. I tell you not, your stories, and I said this to you on WhatsApp, like kept my head probably the most sane and rational it's ever been, if that's even possible on prep. But it actually did help me like so much. And you didn't realize until I told you like a few weeks ago. No, no, I didn't know. I mean, that means a lot hearing it from you, Jazz, I've got to say. You, I just think you have such a, a what you do and what you say, and obviously we're going to go going to go in a lot more detail. I think it's made me fall back in love with bodybuilding again. And I think it's helped me figure out how I stay in bodybuilding without bodybuilding kind of taking over your life in a physical sense, but also in a mental sense as well. So I basically asked Matt to go through because he does these really cool like mindset with Matt on Monday I think I got that wording completely fucked no, mindset Monday with Matt mindset Monday uh, Monday mindset with Matt whatever you want to what you want to call it triple N <laughs> but he does these Instagram stories right and I love them so I literally got him to note down all of the topics that he goes through and then how they can be applied to people within bodybuilding and also how it's kind of applied to me over the past like year or so. So the big, big thing I've literally, I didn't, I started to write things down, but I've gone back to the phone. But the first thing I wrote down was don't be perfect. And I think in bodybuilding or not, it can't, may may not just be bodybuilding, but for me in business, in bodybuilding, like it's, it's kind of like, I'm not gonna lie, mate. I can't deal anymore with the whole all or nothing. You've got to be a hundred percent. Cause I just sit there and go, my life, is not perfect like it just can't be anymore and I think what changed for me especially with the last prep is I went in with the expectation that I wasn't going to be perfect and what tends to happen was when things were coming my way on prep even the business and you know it was throwing me massive curveballs because I went in going okay this isn't perfect but let me actually assess this it made my mindset just completely change so I don't know if you want to go into that topic a little bit more probably better than what I can articulate so this is something I talk a lot about just just rewind in a second you said like falling back in love with bodybuilding so I work with lifestyle lifestyle guys and girls and competitors it's probably about a 50 50 split and that the approach isn't too different isn't too dissimilar and what I do with a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of physique competitors, is, is try and find uh, the ability for them to be more sustainable in this approach. Because ultimately, there's going to be times where you're going to need to knuckle down. You're going to just need to get shit done. Just the old GS. I've got a thing where I put a GSD, get shit done mode. And that's like where you just got to knuckle down and get things done. But they, like you said, there's this... The reason I do that is that there's a little thought process in, in bodybuilding, and it's the same old shit. It's like, you need to be perfect. You need to do this. I've, I've yet to see anyone 
ever who can be perfect for a long like a long period of time mm. because what happens i've seen this too many times to count is people are perfect for 16 20 24 weeks and then the wheels fall off and then then something happens and they are they are fucked their life goes to shit or they do it for a long period of time and they get to a point where they're like i've wasted 10 years of my life yeah and i've, I've seen it too many times now so I'm a bit older than everyone. So I'm 35 this year, 34 right now. I've worked in professional sport. I've worked in the corporate world. When people dedicate so much to one thing, you see it in corporate business where people have neglected their family. You see it in bodybuilding where people have neglected relationships, neglected experiences. There will be a point you'll look back and go, I wasted my time. Mm. And I've, I've yet to see anyone who hasn't done that. Yeah. Um, they, might, they may have enjoyed the, what they did, but... There's always going to be a period they look back and go, shit, I, 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 wish, I wish I'd done that. Yeah, um, well, then they have to choose a side, and it's like you can actually choose both sides. Do you know what I mean? Well, the, the, this is, it's, it's often, and I, I say this quite a bit, is it's often easier to choose the, the really hardcore path because you haven't got to think. Like, why do people like keto diets? Because you haven't got to think. Just don't eat carbs, mm. right? It's, it, there's no thought process. There's, there's almost no effort. You just do one thing, like follow this rule. Yeah. And instead of having this balance, which can be really difficult because you've got to learn new skills and things, they just go, no, I'm all in. Unt- until, until they're not. And that's where everything goes wrong. Mm. That's kind of like, I think there's a, there's a massive side of identity which people link into to bodybuilding. I just want to be clear when people listen to this. I'm absolutely saying, do like, I'm absolutely not saying don't compete. I'm absolutely saying don't don't go in all in on your passion. I absolutely do those things if you want to do it. It's not my place to say don't do things, but it's understanding that doesn't have to be your entire identity. Mm. And the other thing about identity is when that's removed, and Jordan Peters, trained by JP, has been very open about this. You see this a lot with ex-professional uh, football players, sportsmen, people that take their steps away from competing, steps away from their chosen sport, profession, they really, really struggle with depression because it's, it's their entire identity is gone. And it, it's the same as when you've got a really long-standing relationship that you're so invested into that person. If they leave you, you, half of your body is ripped apart because that was so much of you. And it's the same as your identity. Your entire person was that identity. When, that, when that's no longer there, mm. it's going to hurt. So... If you, having this approach of not being perfect, not letting your entire identity being this one thing is going to allow you to probably have a more like, rounded, enjoyable life, but it's also going to mean that it, it's not going to lead to this, oh, fuck moment down the line. Yeah, because um, then when life does happen, you want to be able to actually deal with it instead of going like deer in headlights. And to be honest, like, that's something I always worry about with my life and the how many years I've done I've been in the industry now and then having a business and then tanning and then judging and then competing myself. I've always kind of been on the back of my head going, oh, like, am I going to, am I playing my cards right in the sense of like the longevity in this? And I think for me taking so much time off stage, it was was quite a difficult, it was very much like a a, a volatile period for me because I wasn't competing I wasn't I didn't know if I was gonna compete again and then I was like hang on I'm not competing but I'm in this space still like I was really unsure with what I wanted to do and like I've always struggled with identifying or like I guess associating myself or being able to relate to some parts of the industry because of their mindset with like being a hundred percent perfect no days off like all this sort of stuff and I'm never like I never like in the sense look down on anyone that has that because it might suit their personality and who they are but it's never ever worked for me and I felt a massive sense of being an outsider for so long because I just thought oh like you know my prep last year was not my priority it did mess up a lot of fucking times and like I was happy with that but I do I believe that some people might not see me as much as a body you know she's not a serious yeah. businesswoman she's not a serious competitor potentially but yeah I've, and, I've definitely struggled with that over the years I know what you mean I think the one thing I want to say about perfection it's always this is something I say all the time and a lot of these 
think well, I, I, I've said that probably two or three times so far. I say this all the time. I, I, this is a lot of conversations that come up with clients and people that are booking for consults and things to talk about this stuff. It's always this thing about perfection. And I said, okay, name me any, uh, any other element in your life, you're perfect. And they're like sat there going, there isn't anything. Mm. And I was like, so why do you feel like you need to be perfect with nutrition, training, all these other things? Because most of us are probably 80, 90%. Like if you're in, if you're in this game, you're probably 80, 90% most of the time. Yeah. And if I got 90% on a test at school, I'd be fucking going mental. I'd be so happy with myself. If I got 90% in anything, I'm like, you know what? I've nailed that. What? You, you, everyone would be going, oh my God, you did so well. But 90% in, in bodybuilding, quote unquote, pathetic. Didn't want it enough. And it's like, compared to what? Yeah. And I think it, it is a difficult one because there is this perception, like we said before, about what is, what is bodybuilding? Like, you'll be all in, you've got to do all this. For the top people, for sure. And that is, but they're the ones that, A, are making a living out of this, mm. which is probably the most important thing. Like, we, we, we've got other concerns, but these are the people that, that need to do that. When you look at anyone who's the top of what they do, they are, they've got very similar characteristics, very similar traits. So I don't know if you've seen, um, what was that documentary on the, the um, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls? What was that called? Um, I've gone blank. I've gone complete. So people who listen are screaming at it. Um, <laughs> documentary about Michael Jordan. He was a really, really selfish bloke. You look at like a lot of these top sports people, but they have to be. Mm. But that doesn't mean that we have to be when we're at this level. And yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean about not fitting in, because like you said at the start, I don't, I don't consider myself really part of the industry. I don't compete. I would never claim to know what competing is like because I've gone through that. But I have been around sport most of my life. I have been around very high-level competitive sport and endeavours my entire life. But you've so, told so many people, which is the most ironic part. Yeah, there's a lot of comparisons to be drawn from all this stuff. And the thing is, my background is, is sport, professional sport, psychology, and, all, and sports science. So, And I've worked with professional athletes for a long time. So it's something I know quite well. Mm. I know what challenges they face. Just just because I haven't had it, I don't know what, what, it, what it's yeah. like. But yeah, we, it's like we don't need to be perfect. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I'd love to be perfect. Yeah, anything. But I'm not, and we are human. Like we we are going to make mistakes. Mm. I think just acknowledging that, and like you said at the start, is you <laughs> you're going to go through a prep and you're going to fuck things up. Like even if that fuck up is I weighed one gram more on my rice today, like. Does that mean you're going to fail? You might as well just stop prep. Like, it's like when you when you zoom out on that, like take a step back and go, does that really matter? Like, no, uh, it's it's not like we're not robots, are we? So it's hard to be like, what what's the what's the input output sort of thing? Do you think? Do you know where like this mindset for me really crippled me, and I think it cripples. I'm sorry, but my dog's decided that he wants to come up. Hello, is that hunter? Of course, it's Hunter. Like, do you know where I think it cripples a lot of people and it's crippled me in the past is post-show. This whole yeah. has to be perfect stuff because that's when most likely you are going to mess up. You're going to have the post-show blues. Like, it's that anti-climax. It's the post-goals. All that stuff anyway, anyway, psychologically impacts you. And then on top of that, you've had another layer of, well, if you're not being perfect now, then fucking hell, you completely balls this up. And like my post show just gone now i went in with the expectation that i was not going to be perfect what happened well i'm not gonna say it went like it went for me in my own where my values are where my mindset is it went pretty damn fucking good because the last one was a shit show whereas this one was perfect but i didn't go in expecting to be perfect so when things were happening i was like i was okay and i was accepting it because i knew that I was meeting myself where I was at and not trying to be this hardcore bodybuilder that I'm not yeah. anyway. And you know, as soon as my last show happened, Christ, I had Black Friday, I had loads of other things going on. So, you know, by being a bit kinder to myself and again, showing myself a bit of self-love, like I was able to come out of post-show a lot bloody better. Let's just put it that way. Do you know what I mean? You touched on the topic there, which is something I was going to, 
talk about quite heavily, and I'll, I'll mention now, is have a bit of compassion for yourself. So we often treat ourselves so shit. If, it, if we were our best mate and we saw ourselves do it like treating ourselves the way we would, we'd be devastated. When we sometimes, as individuals, we speak to ourselves like, that's not good enough, or I need to be better. If that was your best mate, you'd be like, oh my God, like, don't, don't treat yourself like that. You'd have, you'd have so much compassion and empathy for that person. When it's yourself, you're like, you're pathetic. <laughs> you're like, you give yourself a hard time. Yeah. And I think post-show must be like, again, having never competed, I can only imagine, but I've seen it enough times. And if we look at it from a physiological standpoint, you've pulled back that elastic band so far. Uh, as in, you, you put yourself in a, in a position where you are extremely lean. You, your body is fighting back in terms of your hormonal profiles shit. Your hunger is crazy high. You've been so goal-orientated goal for, let's say, half a year, in some cases, with their prep. You're, you're at the point where you're probably going to just, when I say pull back the elastic band, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fire back the other way. And that's going to be, well, I've got no, I've got absolutely no direction. I have no goal at this point. I'm constantly comparing myself to other people because I've got Instagram telling me how everyone else is perfect. Yeah. I've got, again, I've got this physiological response where all I want to do is fucking eat. And because I haven't thought about this beyond the show date, my post-show plans revolve around what restaurants and what food I'm going to eat. Yeah. So you've got, you've got the trifecta, or not the trifecta, it's the perfect storm, because there's so many, there's more than three elements there yeah. of things that can go quote-unquote wrong. And it's like, well, if you just set your expectation of being like, okay, look, I am going to be really hungry. I am going to want to put on a bit of body fat, though, to sort of set this physiological stuff right. I know I don't need to be perfect in this period, because, like, again, I need to gain some body fat. So actually not being perfect is going to help me out with it. Mm. but the more I try and restrict myself post-show the worse this is going to be for me so I need to get out and get myself into a, a safer position and like you said is is just going out going I know, I know I'm not going to be perfect no no one's going to be perfect and the ones that, like, that say they are are probably binging anyway and it's like they're the ones that are scared to say something yeah um and I know, again I'm not that's not a, a veiled shot to anyone I don't I'm not even thinking of anyone else saying that, but I, I've done diets before when I've been, it's like, fuck afterwards, because I, I thought I needed to be perfect, and it's like, well, you, you, you don't. You, you can just accept that that is a, a, is a thing. And mm. I'd say compassion for yourself, self-love, self-care, yeah. it's going to put you in the right direction. Like, do you, like, so I'm going to talk about, like, a time where I really, like, it, well... It depends on which view you take it. Some people might think, oh, you didn't actually mess up prep that much. Some people might go, oh my God, like that's really fucking bad. But do you remember the good old um, Bristol breakdown, you saved my ass situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so guys, we are just after Arnold's tanning, exhausted weekend. I'm like a couple of weeks out from the next show. I'm probably at the leanest I was at this point. Um, yeah. I was, <laughs> it's one of those didn't realise until after. And then I went to an AK shoot in Wales. I had my new electric car. Guys, don't get the electric car yet. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. If you take anything from this bloody episode. Anyway, so new car. I was thinking, right, I'm definitely not going to be able to get back home. I haven't charged it. I don't know what I'm doing. Long story short, I can see the hotel to get that I need to in Bristol. And I've got like two, a mile left in the tank. I thought, oh, this is perfect. I can literally stroll in. I break down in the middle of this busy junction, in the middle of Bristol, where phone's about to go dead. And I just, I actually just started laughing because I just thought, well, if this isn't just prep going wrong, then I don't know what is. So I'm like frantically calling Joe, stressed on my head, trying to get like a road recovery. And this is when they had the AA and all that sort of stuff weren't accepting new customers because of the petrol shortages. So I was like, fuck, what the hell am I going to do? All this stuff. I managed, it gets to about 10 o'clock. And I managed to get to the hotel and I've got to this like charging point. And I remember sitting there and I was, I can't tell you how stressed inside I was and how hungry I was. And I kind of sat there and I thought it was the first probably urge or surge that I had of like real bad food focus. I thought, oh, I haven't felt this in a long time. And I actually started to freak out. I was like, I'm really fucking scared. I'm by myself. I'm like, oh, maybe my post show is going to go wrong again. Maybe I've done something wrong. And I really started to get into like a bad headspace. 
I remember just thinking, right, go downstairs. And it was like some random builders that were really like drunk. So I just sat there like listening to the conversation just to try and calm me down. Like they're talking, they were talking dribble about Coronation Street. Yeah. But I just thought I need something right now to like really calm my head and decide what I want to do. Because my brain and my body's going, eat, you're stressed, you need something. You've eaten all your food. Like, and I remember just going on to Uber Eats and I was like, I actually thought, what would Mac do in this situation? <laughs> and I was like, right, breathe, calm down. And I was like, right, I'm going to go to Subway. So I look at Subway. So like, right, what do I actually want? And I was like, I don't actually, if I think about this rationally, I don't actually want to like break my diet, but I literally feel like I just need something. And whether that's the right way or the wrong way, I don't know, but I'm just got to go with what my brain is telling me right now and actually do this rationally. And I remember messaging Joe being like, Joe, I've broken my diet today. There's nothing you can say or do to change what I'm about to do. He's like thinking I'm going to order a Domino's. I was like, no, nah, I've just ordered a Subway salad with double meat. And I've got my cup of tea and it's sugar in my tea and milk. And he goes, that's all you did? I was like, yeah. And I sat there, ate it slowly, watched the family guy. and just thought, well... That could have gone a lot fucking worse, but I kind of sat there and went, I'm not, I don't regret this decision. I don't feel bad for this decision. I feel like I acted in the most rational way that I could at that moment, which wasn't perfect. But then the next day, Mr. Matt himself saves the day. I ended up staying at his house. He sorted me out with food. Car got charged. And I don't, it's funny. I left the house on Wednesday. I didn't get back till Saturday, did I? I think that, that, that story is a great example of, so many of like so many of the elements that I talk about with the mindset stuff of controlling what you can control, owning your shit, making the best decision possible, making decisions that align with your best character. You've done all that stuff on autopilot, and that's like the behavioral side of stuff. And this is probably beyond the, the scope of this topic today. But one thing we always want to do with with any habit formation is make our behavior set the tone. So your behavior is, this is the person that I am. And that's what made you make all those decisions. Because a lot of people in any element of life, especially bodybuilding, they always tell themselves, I should do this. Mm. And you, that, that's the bottom up approach. I should do this, therefore this is my action I need to make. Well, you're saying, I am this person that does these things. Watch me make the right decision. And you then owned that decision, but made the best available one. And it's like, well, you can't, but like, you can't argue with that because it was the, the, the most, not even the most rational. It was the decision that best aligned with your behaviour and the person that you you want to be. Yeah, and that's that. That itself is a really. That's what I want every one of my clients to get to is when they're making decisions, it aligns to the person that they want to be, and you like you just fucking nail that apart. Well, thanks to your stories, though, I'll tell you now, mate. Seriously, not so sure about that, guys, but thank you. Seriously, that I because. Obviously, I was doing my prep secretly and I wasn't really like looking at much thing, many things anyway. But like I remember just like it was for me, my the your mindset of Monday things were like my my check-in days, like mindset-wise. I was like, right, I'm just gonna focus on what Matt's saying. Okay, that's fine. And I like like would like carry on my week. But yeah, do you know what I, I remember sitting there and just being like, I don't want to have a repeat of last time. And if I do the same things that I did last time, most likely those same things are going to happen. And I just thought I have not come this far for this all to go down the hill again. And I was so worried. I just thought, no, this isn't, this isn't worth, this isn't worth it. Like, I just thought, no, I need to just, just ignore the bodybuilder Jasmine and just literally, as you say, just do what feels right in that moment. And ironically, that week, I lost three pounds. So there you fucking go. But I'm not saying it happens all the time, but probably the stress, me not me approaching it in a certain way, reduced my stress, which actually probably cleared a lot of other stuff. We all know how much stress can affect on prep, right? So yeah, I remember that being a really pinnacle moment in prep when I just thought, you know what? I can do, I can prep again. And I wasn't sure whether I would be able to prep after the last issues I had and I weren't sure whether I wanted to prep like I was really like I'm not too sure I'm not don't know if I'm doing this for the right reasons and like doing all this all this stuff that was going on and dealing with it the way I had made me realize okay this is the way that I can see myself staying in the industry as a competitor and it's completely 
because of my life and the way I want to do things. And I'm always so worried. Like, I think I've said this to you before, but like, I don't ever want anything that I do in bodybuilding. Like, I don't know if I ever want kids, but say for example, I don't ever have kids, but then I've got friends have got children. I don't want anything that I ever do, whether I'm prep or off season to negatively impact anyone around me from who are like impressionable from a young age. Yeah. Um, and that's honestly all these like emotions are going through my head. And it sounds a bit like deep, but it really, yeah, you know, when you're on prep, like you get really deep inside yourself. Yeah. Like, but yeah, do you know what? Like I'm I'm happy with where I'm at, and I'm happy if people don't class me now as a like serious bodybuilder. Cause I'm just like, do you know what? It is it is about being sustainable. When you do it for that many years, you've got to find a sustainable way, or you are gonna crumble. Cause that's what happened to me in 2019. I absolutely crumbled. A hundred percent. I think you're, there's a couple of bits that you mentioned there, which really sort of rang true to me. And one is the, I think everyone, regardless of who they are in general, but should really work on their emotional maturity and also emotional intelligence. So as physique development, in, in physique development, uh, that could be, bikini that could be bodybuilder that could be classic could be wellness whatever you want to crack whatever class that could be everyone focuses on what is my training what is my nutrition what is my drug stack what is right but no one's really thinking about what's my mental state or how's my mental resilience what's my mindset like and i i speak i speak don't get me wrong i'm very well versed in all that stuff right very well i've got masters in that i'm very well educated in all that side of things the reason i talk about mindset so much is because that is ultimately the main determining factor whether you're going to be successful or not. Yeah. And when you've gone into prep the last time, your level of emotional intelligence and emotional understanding of yourself was so much higher than you previously had because you're aware of who you were and also what you wanted. And when I see people that have got a really high level of emotional intelligence, they can understand themselves. They can they're not going to bullshit themselves. They're not going to sit there. In that subway moment, you could have sit there and lied to yourself and go, I deserve this cookie. Or, you know what, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat two Domino's pizzas because I deserve this. Mm. You're lying to yourself. Mm. And it's that, it's understanding who you are. And that, that, don't you know, there's, there's, a, there's an age element here, but I think there's also the element of actually working on this as a skill, mm. um, building up that sort of mental muscle, if you will, rather than just thinking about the gym. I think it's going to ultimately help people out, regardless of their industry or what, what they do, but certainly in prep. Like if you can understand yourself and, and have a bit more understanding, emotional compassion, all those things, that's going to really help you. Mm. And the other bit you mentioned as well is not really feeling like you need to owe anyone anything. And I had a conversation with, with a client the other day, and he was like, I'm not sure if I want to... Basically, it was a long story short. He, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed about... If I, if I do a certain thing, and I said, go and write down on a piece of paper whose opinion of the people in your life you actually give a fuck about. Like, go and write it down. Like, and when, because you always see all the time, I'm scared to do this because people are going to say something. And I was like, right, write down a list of people that you give, a, you give a fuck about their opinion. My list would be that big. It'd be honestly the smallest list in the world. Because I, I, ultimately, I, I, like, I want people to approve, but do I really care? And it's like, with your decision, like who, who in your life do you really need to justify yourself to? Because the guys that have really got you back, you don't need to justify anything. Yeah. Who else are you justify it to? Instagram. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's like, who do you need to justify that decision to? And I think you probably got to that point where you're like, I don't need to justify myself to anyone. Because it's I've tried and it's like, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing and hoping for the same result. I felt yeah. miserable. <laughs> felt so unhappy mate like and it was ridiculous it was actually ridiculous and even like the way that the whole time about prep last year some days are macro tracked some days are calorie counted some days are meal prepped I like flit it every single day and when I've told some people that you can tell they're just like oh my coach like well I I had to macro out blueberries for raspberries and um, I didn't even like I was scared to tell my coach and I was like are you joking I just thought I can't do this. Like I could not do bodybuilding if that was my life. I just couldn't. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, absolutely not. I think I think the, the more you the more the more you kind of know, the more you you can get away with stuff. Like 
you're sat in that position where you've got that knowledge to say, it doesn't matter. And I, I, you probably heard me talk about the rocks, pebbles, sand analogy. Like, as a, what's the most important factors to your success? So, like, I'll, I'll, I'll say it out loud. No one knows what I'm talking about. Rocks, pebbles, sand is an analogy for the most important factors. So, if, if you had a jar, like it's a big jar, and you had to fill it. If you put the sand in first, sand referring to the least important factors, the jar would fill up, and you couldn't put the, the pebbles in, which are the, the medium factors and you couldn't put the rocks in, which are the big factors affecting your success. Mm. If you went the other way around, you put the rocks in first, the rocks take up the most space, you put you fit the pebbles around it, and the sand fills in all the gaps and fills up the jar. So you always go, what's my biggest factor to smallest to, to, to biggest to smallest? So you go rocks, pebbles, sand. And rocks being, in this instance, am I hitting my calories? Am I hitting my training, sleep, da, 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 da. If you're hitting your calories, and you're hitting your macros from fruit, does it matter what, what fruit that is? And but people often, because I'm in this search of perfect, they're like, I can't, I can't change. Mm. It's that rigid, that rigid, inflexible mindset, which is going to sort of invariably lead to failure. Yeah, one million percent. I, I love the rock pebble sand because it can apply to like anything, whether it's like bodybuilding or business or like relationship. It could just literally apply to anything you want in your life. I think it's so good. Yeah, I, use it, I use it all the time. It's, even my own thinking, because like, I'm not sat here on an ivory tower saying, I don't, like, I'm not some sort of, despite what my sister would say, she calls me the robot, but I'm not, I'm not some sort of person that doesn't feel anything. I feel like the same as everything else, but I'm, I'm just so practised at being able to rationalise this stuff out because I've had so many years practice. Like, it's a skill. So I can just say, does this matter? Like, does this really matter? And I did another podcast with, um, with Millie and, it, it, I'm not going to sort of go into depth we'll talk to that, but it was this basically three-pronged approach I talk about to help people in terms of when they're feeling like overwhelmed, stressed, and it essentially zoom out. So zoom out from your current position, take, take some perspective in each situation, work out what you can control. Can I not, can I, can I control it? And does this align with the best version of myself? And if you just do that with everything you do, you can, you can put that into, into perspective. And then, then obviously Vox Global Sound falls into that as well, like right? you can you can say, can I control this? What's the factors I can control? Boom, boom, boom. Big, big to small, and we can we can go in there. And it's it's just knowing these little tips and tricks to help you navigate through life in a easier way, isn't it? Yeah, no one teaches you it either. <laughs> they don't. They don't, unfortunately. And this is something where I'm quite lucky that I just sort of worked this kind of out from a young age and kind of got really heavily invested into psychology as well. Yeah. It's cool. Leading on for that as well. Like the next thing I've literally written down is like accepting if you feel certain emotions and not bottling things. Oh. I've been calling you like the prep, like what did I call you like last week? The prep coat, no counselor. I don't even remember. But <laughs> a lot of guys and girls, and obviously you do your clients as well, but just really like helping people not to bottle things. So like from a bodybuilder's perspective, like do you feel like bodybuilders potentially struggle more or whether it's just a general thing with people just bottling things up and like how that can kind of trickle into people's lives? Cause I can definitely tell you it trickles into my life when I don't attack it head on. Yeah. This is, this is something where I, I, it kind of stems that I, I'm looking back to sort of my parents' parents, right? This is a very generational thing. So I'm going to go on a little tangent. I'll bring it back. Okay. So, if you look at our parents' parents, the parenting style back then was was very much you don't you don't hug your children, you don't like you shake your child's hand, you don't give them any praise. That was like the parenting style of the day, right? So our parents have, have had to accept that, and their generations learned how to love a bit more, right? That's it's been much a bit more empathetic, but they still weren't able to necessarily have that skill set. And I'm not talking. I, I, my parents were great. I'm sure most people's parents are great like, listening to this, but we're, we're, we're moving only from a single generation where we've had that, we do not talk about emotions, we, we don't discuss these things, right? And we're now in a generation where we're told we need to talk about everything. And it's almost like, where do we go? We haven't almost had enough exposure to this society where we can be free to talk about stuff. And despite everything that's been said, there's still a stigma about mental health, which to me is like, excuse the pun, is mental because I look at a, I look at um, a therapist as a personal trainer for your mind. 
I'm thinking, again, going back a step, I said about everyone's focusing on maximising their physique. No one's thinking about looking after their mental health. And if we generate and spend as much time in looking after our mental health as our physical health, we'd be a lot better. Now, I think it is getting better. People are a lot more accepting about talking about things. And I know a lot of people that have been open in terms of talking about their struggles with mental health. I love that. Like When people say it, I'm like, ah, well done. Like, because these are the people that are putting themselves out there with potentially still a bit of stigma attached to it. And they're the ones that are, that are making that conversation easier. So what I always talk about, sometimes I feel shit. And it's like, sometimes you're going to feel this way. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my emotions quite openly with, with clients, with mates, and things like that. Now, I'm lucky that I'm going to have to go through a period of, of feeling down or any of that sort of stuff. But if I did, I'd still talk about it. And you're seeing it a lot better with females than males. Females are a lot more open about talking about this thing. And, and I think there's a, there's, a, there's a, I don't really like the phrase toxic masculinity, but there's, a, I think there's an element of that in, in bodybuilding where we are men, right? We are men and we do not talk about this stuff. Yeah. And I had a call with a client yesterday. He's had a bit of a tough time. And I was like, let's hop on a call because there's a lot of stuff we need to sort of have a, have a chat about here. I was thinking, I'm really impressed with him that he's opening up and talking about this stuff. And I'll tell him that. I'm really impressed with talking about this stuff. And I, this is the reason I talk about mindset and, and kind of mental health quite a bit, is just, just to start that conversation. Because there is an element where people are bottling things up. And you know what? You're allowed to feel stuff. You're like, this is, <laughs> the, um, I, I'll use an analogy. I'm, I'm, this is where I'm really starting to show my age, Gaz. Do you remember The Simpsons? Please tell me you do, because otherwise I'm going to go... Okay, I'm only 28. Well, I was, uh, again, I, I'm a bit older than everyone. So there's a scene in The Simpsons where Ned Flanders basically has an aneurysm that has a breakdown because he's been so nice to everyone for so long, he's been bottling up all his rage, he just loses shit. Right? And that's, what, that's what's going to happen to everyone if they constantly bottle up their emotions and the way they feel is you're going to get to a point where you're just going to fucking burst and that's, that's good for no one. It's not good for you. It's not good for the people around you. And it's certainly not good for your life in general. So I think being able to speak about things is like just that pressure release valve. Just being able to let these things out. And sometimes it's not going to be in a constructive way. You're going to feel shit. Like you're going to rage. You're going to feel angry. You're fucking allowed to, though. Like people go, I shouldn't feel upset. Why? Feel upset. Have a fucking cry. Like feel, feel bad. Feel sad. Like, if you want to cry, go and fucking cry. If that's going to make you feel like that's what, if that's the emotion you're feeling, go and feel it and feel it 100%. Yeah. And that's, that's such an important thing for people to do rather than saying, I need to feel a certain way. Who says that? Like, who's telling you you need to feel a certain way? Like, you're, you're putting that pressure on yourself. Mm. I think it's um, one of the biggest challenges we'll ever see. And this kind of is a really subtle thing. Sorry, I'm going a bit around here, Jazz. Is um, is it, I call it congruence. And what congruence is is do my actions and behaviours all line up with the character that I am? Okay. So is everything I'm saying and doing and acting and believing is that going in a straight line from who I actually am? So a really good example is you see this a lot with. Um, I've got I've got mates who are gay, right? And they were they were they they were hiding that from their family for such a long time. They weren't congruent. They had to hide a big part of themselves and pretend to be someone they weren't. Yeah. And that causes so much internal stress for that person because they're not being true. They're not congruent. Yeah. As soon as they're open and they're allowed to be who they are, life is better. Everything's going in a straight line, right? And this is the same for, to a lesser extent, obviously, you're not as much stressed. When you're not acting in a way that is like, authentic and allowed to feel the way you want, act the way you want, all that sort of stuff, you're not going to be happy. So you need to just let that all like, line up for yourself. Yeah. I, get, do you know what? I feel like for me personally at the moment, like this year so far, like I got to the end of last year, again, just feeling like really really low and it, on paper it was the most successful year with everything in my life but I still felt this like really heavy feeling and I remember like between Christmas and New Year this year and it was perfect because I didn't have a phone it really forced me to really reassess things and be like what the fuck are you actually doing Jazz like why are you still feeling 
like I just said to myself you can't have another year like this because it's not it's literally like self-destruct and then I realized it's just because I have a very very low self-esteem like self the way I see myself is still like it's got better but I still haven't really tackled with a lot of things head on and I didn't realize by like my me not setting boundaries at certain things me not posting the way I wanted to me just not like saying no sometimes to certain things by saying that being this yes person all the time was just draining me completely and then I was feeling bad for not being able to be the best version of myself for other people but then in order to be that I need to do the first thing so it was just like this massive wake-up call and I just thought oh like I need to I really need to reassess and feel in alignment because I just generally felt like I wasn't generally felt like I wasn't at all and it was really like it was even it wasn't great like there was definitely don't get me wrong last year there was so many positives but at the same time there was definitely like you know the red flags that's going like okay this this part of your life needs like addressing like now you need to just stop avoiding because <laughs> that's what yeah. I think I do sometimes because I've got so many things going on in my life well the dogs are going on yeah because I've got so many things in my life I think it's easy for me to just jump jump into something else oh, I'll just do that side instead does that make sense instead of actually looking yeah. at the core thing so that has definitely helped me I think and like yeah this year by not caring as much feels good like do wrong life's still stressful but it definitely feels more in alignment at the moment which has taken a lot of tough conversations yeah and when you sort of live begin to live life a bit more on your terms rather than like the terms that someone else gives you it's a little bit easier isn't it like I think one of the biggest realizations to me as I got older was and this is going to, I always preface this, it sounds really morbid when I say it, but it's absolutely opposite, is the realisation that we're all going to die. And it, it, and it's, it's part of like stoicism, which I've, I've talked quite a lot about in general, but just having that understanding that we're going to die, it kind of puts everything into a bit of perspective and saying, why am I doing this shit that I really hate? Why am I putting up with these shitty relationships, being it like romantic or otherwise? Why am I doing these things I don't want to do? Why am I saying yes to things I hate? And you start, when you put it in that context, you're like, well, actually, why don't I just do things that really fucking spark joy in my life? Like, and obviously there's some stuff we have to do that we don't really enjoy, like, I've got to do my taxes. I'm not going, yes, come on. But it's a necessary evil. 99% of the time I'm doing things that I really want to do. Um, it's, creating a, it's creating a life. So I think the more you sort of, realise you don't owe anyone anything. I'm not saying necessarily be selfish, but there has to be an element of that where you look after yourself, like protect, for want of a better word, your energy, and all of a sudden you're, you're able to give out so much more to the people in, around you because you're operating at that, like, A1 best version of jazz, and then you can give more to everyone else. Yeah, 1 million percent. I do think by... That like building that habit a bit better and the momentum and stuff. As I, I'm definitely not there yet, but I'm a lot better. <laughs> I'm a lot well, compact. Like well, I'm working, yeah, I'm working a lot faster. Like everyone, hopefully, has been seeing at the moment. There's a lot of like momentum behind compact, and I do generally believe it is the great team I've got, but it's also my ability to lead better, which then requires me to do these things behind the scenes that no one sometimes realizes or no one particularly wants to do as well because <laughs> it's hard it's really hard yeah. I was thinking about before we jumped on the call I was thinking the thing that impresses me most about you Jazz is you're very open about your struggles but also you're not just sat there going life's hard right and this is something that I feel really strongly about is is self-care and I did a I did a mindset Monday on this like two weeks ago I think it was is there's this thing that everyone's talking about, self-care, like protect your energy. Yep, good, agree with. But self-care isn't running away from your problems. Self-care is putting yourself in a position where you are able to get better to deal with those problems. So like you say, you felt you felt overwhelmed, you felt stressed, you felt, felt thing. You're not just running away from that. You're taking a step back and saying, I need to develop a skill set and a, and a I don't know, for better words, a structure to deal with the, the factors that cause me to feel this way, right? Then you've attacked that problem. You haven't completely redefined yourself, but you put these things in place to say, 
I can now deal with that problem better than before. That's self-care. Self-care isn't running away. And that's what most people seem to view it as, from what I can gather. And I'll give an example where people people jump off social media to to because they're feeling like um, stress, anxiety, comparison. That's a fair point. But when you step away, what are you doing to make yourself feel better? What actions are you taking to then when you because you're going to come back, <laughs> you're going to come back onto Instagram or whatever. What actions are you then taking to make sure that those those things don't happen again? And that's one thing I love about you, Jess. When you when you feel a certain way, you're very open about this makes me feel like this, which I, and it's great because so many people can relate to that. You say, now this is the thing I did to make myself better. I'm not I'm not perfect because no one's perfect, like we said, but I put something in place and I've actually made a difference to myself. And like that, I love that. Yeah, like a couple of things already that I feel like I've that definitely contributed to that was obviously I had no phone and at one point no laptop so I was loving life and I thought oh like as you say like when this all when technology comes back into my life like what am I actually going to do because you know I can't live in either field of like how I was feeling with technology or being without it but even the simple thing I've mentioned this podcast about changing my number my god changing my number so not every single Tom Dick and Harry my phone number has made me really set some clear boundaries I'm a lot more like I'm actually probably more chatty to my friends and family than I ever have been like it's so much better say no to a few more things as well like I can't as much as I love like my busy weekends I've noticed that I need to really like schedule when I have an empty weekend it stays an empty weekend and I don't just have this like teenager mindset of got to fill that weekend because again that doesn't that doesn't help me at all and like for me as well like this fulfillment center moving this is like again another step because the amount of stress it was caused me because I'm not the best person to do it and then having to go in all the time like you know that was affecting things in my home life because I wasn't able to be at home and like for me now being able to be at home do my own bodybuilding stuff and compact and dogs and all the other duties that I've got to do like being able to be at home and really attack all of it fully instead of being out the house every five minutes on top of weekends it's already making a massive massive difference which is making me a better person but it's kind of at the same time it hasn't been airy-fairy like the past few weeks to get this fulfillment center off off the ground has been so it's pushed me to my limit but I knew that in order to get to where I wanted to be, I had to slum it for these next few weeks, and we did it. So you get okay. there. There's going to be times you're going to need to do that, but I love that, like, um, protecting your thing. Say no. Like, my phone is always on Do Not Disturb. It's always on Do Not Disturb. I refuse to have my phone on because I don't want my phone running my life. I want, I want to be in control of my life, not my phone. So, like, my phone's on Do Not Disturb. I don't look at it. As in, like, obviously, look, my entire job is basically my phone. But I'm very conscious of like, I don't want that to be taken over my, my life. I schedule time to look at my phone, right? Because I, I think a lot of people feel like, especially in our industry, it's all like respond, respond, respond. Okay, you respond an hour later. They don't. You think they're gonna stop working with you because of that? No. And it, again, it's, it's, it's protecting yourself and setting, setting some clear boundaries, always, always good. And say no more. Fuck me. You want to find more time? Say no to more stuff. Say, yeah. say yes to stuff that really, really makes you happy. And Mark Manson, who's one of my authors that I like, he says, unless it's a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. That's, That's I love one. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. I never thought of it that way. That is very fucking true. The, yeah. I think the way I want to end this is on the last point, and it kind of like wraps up things really nicely, is people you surround yourself with. Because... Physique Collective and Compact, it was funny at that Christmas party last year, like, because a lot of people I'd never met before, but it was just like, it was such a cool, like, mix of people. And what was weird is that everyone just gelled, like, instantly and everyone clicked so, like, weirdly in a really cool way. And I do think it is because we both, me and Joe, like, we try and surround ourselves with similar value people and similar minded people and it was so cool when I was like you know half tips or whatever looking at the group and going god this is bloody cool like just to see 
all these people in the same room and it's just like everyone's just no me and joe like i think after that party we're just like jesus we're very very blessed to have the people that we have around us because especially sometimes like i wouldn't just say bodybuilding but just life it can be very hard to find that community and find those people that you kind of vibe with it it really is and i've I've spoken a lot about this my stories in terms of environment and environment can mean loads of different things like it can mean the the way you structure your house, the way you structure your office. But environment also means the people you surround yourself with. And we've all heard the quotes, you are the six closest people to you. I did a post that was the other day, it was like, if you, uh, the, the, I can't remember who said it, but it was like, um, if you hang out with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you, if you hang out with five, five drug addicts, you'll be the sixth. But you are who you surround yourself with. There's, there's a lot to be said for this. But the group you join, if they display a certain characteristic that's rewarded, you're more likely to do that thing, right? And you see this when people, if you're if you're a, a, a reformed alcoholic and you are constantly going to bars, you're more likely, and you're hanging out with people that are always drinking, you're more likely to relapse. So like who you surround yourself with is so important. And I think it, surrounding yourself with people that are, are positive, have got, like you say, same values as you, same moral compass, same ethics, same drive. Those are who you need to, hold on to and this is something where I'm going to sort of segue into physique collective a little bit that's something we we really want to do like I would say Joe Christian Gareth and I are probably quite different in the industry in a sense like I, I don't class myself as a bodybuilder in the slightest I, and Gareth doesn't really either Joe's obviously grown up in this industry but we've, we've still got the same viewpoint on life and Obviously, it's no surprise to me that obviously all the people from Compact were exactly the same, like, like being close to you and I know you so well. It it's really <laughs> it's just nice to see that that sort of group together and you can see why everyone's doing well because everyone's supporting everyone else, there's no bitchiness, none of this sort of stuff. And I think that's gonna help people grow. But this is this is another reason why I like to talk so much about this stuff in the group, is because it helps other people talk and I'm learning so much about everyone else. Like when, when you and Joe are talking or other people are talking about something, I'm listening, going, I'm learning off you about this now. And like everyone's like just... Bouncing ideas out. Helping everyone else out. But I feel I like we've covered a lot of stuff here, Jazz. Pardon? I feel like we've covered a lot of stuff here. Not many really has, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't feel like we've got any, any sort of roots. It's kind of all over the shop, isn't it? It's so cool. I've got all my notes. But like, yeah, I, I think definitely the, like the community aspect... For, for me and Joe, like, and obviously for you guys, like, Physique Collective and Compact, like, it is building that community for people if they are struggling to find people that they can relate to. And, like, that's a big, big thing, even for me now with Compact. It's like, how can I connect these two first timers that are completely by themselves and they just want to literally build their own little tribe in the industry? Because I feel like if you build the right people around you, it it helps you so much like because you'll you'll just be doing the right things instead of being in like the wrong crowd or anything like that so like that's why for me like physique collective what it's doing is so important for the industry and also with what I'm doing with compact I feel it's so important for the industry because it is being that place in the industry where you know you can open up with if you're struggling with something no questions a silly question and it's just like the way I I've been Joe talk about this like the way we see these brands in the industry is like the welcoming and approachable part of the industry instead of the other side potentially that feels a bit cold a bit standoffish and kind yeah. of like closed because you don't want it to be closed you want people that aren't feeling a bit lost to come and be like look you're with us it's cool like even at events when I clock people by themselves I'm like what are you doing alone come over here like we literally like we bring people to the compact table like and that's the same with physique collective. Like when we're at Fit Expo, it's like if you are by yourself, like just come over, like literally just come over. Like it's not you're not going to be like looked weirdly at or anything like that. Well, there's two things I'm going to say there. First one is one thing I, I forgot to mention. I absolutely love what we do in Compact. Is you're doing all these like off season photo shoots, and I fucking love that because it's like changing that that dynamic from you need to be shredded all the time. You can't go in front of the camera if you're not, if you're not like absolutely shredded, but feeling like shit inside, because no one walks around like that. No. And I think especially for, for girls in this industry, 
like women in this industry, I think it's very easy to fall into that trap where they can be perma-shredded and like hating life because I feel like shit because everyone on Instagram is like that. And I think it's changing the perception of what's going on. And I absolutely love that. So that's awesome to see. Um, and going back to the community thing, I just remember there's, there's this really funny study. It's so shit, but like it's quite interesting. So what they did is they got, they got football fans and they, they, they originally said, right, we're going to divide you into fans of each team. Right. So you're an Arsenal fan, you're a Man United fan, you're a Tottenham fan, right? And what they would do is they put them all in the room and they 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 also they'd make something happen, like they'd make a Tottenham fan fall over. And all the Arsenal fans were like dickhead and shouting at him because they were all in their tribes. Like, I'm an Arsenal fan, you're a Tottenham fan, and we will not cross paths. Yeah. Then they told them we're all football fans. And everyone got on like a house on fire. Yeah. Because you put everyone in their rival gangs, it's like going, well, we're, the, we're this crowd and we're this crowd. It's like, well, actually, we're all in this for the same reasons. Let's all enjoy this together, right? Just because you're PCA, you're two bros, you're, yeah. you train this way, I train that way, right? We can still, we've all, we're all doing this for exactly the same reasons. Yeah. Let's build that community where we can all enjoy it. And like, don't get me wrong, you're not going to get on with everyone. Sometimes the face don't fit. But... We can we can at least try and create a community where everyone feels accepted. And I remember saying, um, I think it was it was Emma last year said she's never felt as much support as when the physique collective guys were at a show, and she's been doing this for quite a long time. Who, oh, Emma, yeah, yeah. I've never, I've, we had people all. all uh, I've never felt so supported, and that's that to me. There's nothing better. There's no better feeling than hearing that because I'm from team sport. I've never I've never done individual sport apart from powerlifting. I'm team sport through and through. For me, team is everything. And if I can make other people feel like they're part of something and, and feel like a bit more welcome, a bit more engaged and actually feel valued, that's the best feeling in the world. And that's yeah. what physique is about. I remember FitEx when, um, you know, being at the placing and everything like that. I remember the first thing I wanted to do, I was literally like, I just want to go and see the family. I literally was like, I want to go see that. I literally was like, I weren't bothered. I said, like, I just want a photo with the physique collective guys. And I literally, it was like, it was weird. It was really like, like, that's why I had the post and I was really like generally just really content because I literally came off stage and I was like, it's cool. Like, I just want to literally be around everyone. And like, that was what was important to me. And like, I think I definitely got that sense of the physique collective like community when they all just like, so we're all just there waiting for me, but like, you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, but it was just that nice feeling of being like, oh, like, I'm just, I can just chill with these guys and it's cool. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Like, do you know what I mean? It, and that's, that's sort of like the long-term goal for us is that like inclusive, inclusive vibe really. And it's really nice when people feel like they're part of something. And we always want people to to have that, you know? It's um, it's something I'm, I'm, in, I'm incredibly, incredibly like proud to be a part of really so yeah, yeah I, I think as well just doing stuff like this guys so I want to say thank you so much for having me on because it, it gives me a chance a to speak about something that I fucking love talking about um and I hope I haven't come across like a, a know-it-all because I'm absolutely not this is just like yeah, I've made I've made every fucking mistake ever like I'm not sat in my ivory tower it just I'm just trying to give a few like in a, in a short time as possible give people as many tips where they can action it and if this allows people to start a conversation to say, like, actually, I don't feel great, or maybe it's something I can work on, maybe I can become a better person, I've done my job. And that's kind of that was kind of the reason behind the Mindset Mondays was I started doing it as a bit of like, um, I don't know, I just wanted to get like some stuff out there. And I kept getting those messages from, from guys and girls being like, I really like that. And the reason why I ended up doing it full stop is I had someone message me and saying, essentially, well, I'm not. I'm not trying to blow smoke on my own ass, but someone's like, essentially, this stopped me killing myself. And I was like, wow. And I was like, I thought, if I can help, like, don't get me wrong, I was like, you need to go get some help. Like, yeah. I, I'm, not the person that, I'm not the person to be, like, helping you here. And I'll try to get them referred. But I was like, ultimately, if I can make a small difference, we're just talking about something that I really love. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's worth it, isn't it? And, like, having the opportunity to sort of get that message out, it's it's massively overlooked, especially in this industry, for sure. Yeah, 
it's I feel like it's definitely the missing piece of the part of the puzzle as well. Like people don't realize it's actually the missing piece to what they need in bodybuilding. So no, hundred percent, mate. So thank you so much for this. I honestly was so hyped about this. And it's definitely lived up to all the expectations and more because you're just a legend. So thank you so much for coming on, mate. Well, I will leave all the details on me, leave Matt's Instagram, also Physique Collective as well definitely go have a look at that they've changed the website it's fresh as fuck like it's definitely better than the one i did when they first started <laughs> yeah have a look at that uh, i think there's a free trial as well but yeah definitely go over to physique collective and have a look and yeah i'll leave all the details if you want to get in touch with matt but thank you so much mate this has been such thank a good you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure see you guys in the next episode